This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 171. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts... Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you? I am great. How are you? I'm doing never better, and this is the show about color pencil where we discuss anything and everything surrounding this medium that we love so much. So, Lisa, what are we talking about today? Well, I don't know if you hear this all the time, but I hear often where people are trying to progress as an artist. How, but, we, you know, you really don't hear many shows showing you how to stay a beginner. So today, that is what we are going to be covering. Seven best ways to stay a beginner with That's your colored right. pencils. That's right. Yeah, so I know that many of you have wanted to hear this show, and you're wonder, <laughs> wondering how how is it that I can just stymie my growth and just stay where I am. And so we're going to cover that today, and this will be this will be a lot of fun because, yeah, we we just haven't addressed it. I don't think have we, Lisa? Doesn't seem no, no. All right. So number one, keep switching mediums especially when it gets very, very difficult and, you know, just abandon whatever it is you're working on and say, okay, I'm done with colored pencil. I'm going to switch over to watercolor now. Keep on switching and just never master any of them well. That that will help ensure that you're going to stay a beginner. It wasn't all that long ago that someone emailed me and talked to me about how much I had inspired them. And they were so inspired, and now they're going to uh, start creating art, and they haven't done it for a while, which I'm always excited about, obviously. That's that's something that I did. I waited a long time before coming back to art again as an adult. And they said, and so what I'm going to do is I'm I'm going to switch mediums like every month or two. And just keep switching. And I thought, that is perfect if you want to stay a beginner. (laughs) Yeah. Now, we're not talking about those who work on a medium, get really good, work on another medium, continue to grow, work on another medium, continue to grow. We're talking about those who don't ever give any of the mediums a fair chance to where you're competent with them, where you start really understanding how to blend. Because you can't really learn about values if you don't learn at least one of the mediums. At least one. Yeah, yeah. So, but we're not going to let you down. We're going to help you to stay a beginner. We're going to talk to you about how to accomplish that. So, yeah. So, in this case, you want to stay a beginner nonstop, switch mediums without ever really becoming competent with any of them. Number two on our list never finish a project or only finish one or two a year. If it gets too difficult, start over. Get rid of the one. Don't bother finishing it. So what's going to happen, and this is where it's really beneficial for staying a beginner. Yes. You're going to start one and you get to the point where you're like, I really don't know what to do from this point. You Mm -hmm. know, I I got a quarter of the way through and I'm not sure how to push forward. The best thing you can do to stay a beginner, put that one to the side because it's too hard and start a new one. Get to that quarter point where it gets difficult, put that one to the side, start a new one. Never move past it where you learn how to actually... Yeah, that that is so fun. I mean, what is up with these people that actually finish these projects and, you know, uh, churn out more than 
a few projects a year. You know, that's that is ridiculous. You're you're going to progress and master something if you. Yeah, do that. and so when you want to stay a beginner, be we want to avoid those things. Exactly. All right, next. Don't try to push yourself at all with any new subject matter or any new technique, any new tools or ways of looking at things. You just keep doing the same things over and over and over and over until you're just bored out of your gourd and you're frustrated with even yourself. You know, that that's a good way to keep, you know, just staying uh, a newbie. Well, what'll happen too, let's say you became fairly competent or really good at drawing daisies. Obviously, if you want to stay a beginner, only draw daisies ever, always, over and over. Because if you were to try a different subject matter, you might learn a new technique that that wouldn't be be applied to daisies. So we don't want that. No, Stick and keep the, the keep the lighting the same. Keep you know <laughs> keep your values values all the same. Keep the size of your product, all of that. Just keep it all the same. That'll that'll help to stay a beginner. Number four, don't ever ask for help. Don't read books. Don't study someone else's work or look at other artists' way of doing things. And there was an artist. I can actually give you a go- great example of this. Back years ago, I used to display my work at, and this was a long time ago back at the Pomona Arts Colony in California. And I remember there being an artist who I liked the work that he was producing, but he was still definitely beginner stage. You could tell he could end up being very good. And I remember him going off on a rant on why he people had told him he should go to college or you know pursue this as an art career more. They could see potential in him. And he thought this was terrible. He's never going to do that. He's never going to follow a book. And at the time, there was no YouTube. So tutorials like that weren't a thing. But no books, no college, no anything, because he did not want to chance having somebody in influence his style or technique oh, and man. he forever stayed yeah. a beginner so you know he's got some pro tips right there on, we should have had him on the show that i awesome. know yeah. well you know sadly i don't remember his name because he never got out of being a beginner he didn't right. he could have turned him into himself into something but he he did a good job at saying that beginner oh, where no goodness. one would remember the name Okay, that's great. I, I love that one. Okay, now s- next, skip the fundamentals and just jump right to the end. You know, just jump over all those learning uh, steps that, that are essential to growth and for, um, you know, being able to master something. Skip anything having to do with rules of light. Skip anything having to do with values, uh, anything like that, and just skip right over, like, into color and very complex colors. Don't keep it. Here's the other thing, Lisa. I, you see a lot of. Uh, advanced artists just skipping right over advancing um, through doing a limited palette and they start to add more colors and junk like that if you want to stay a beginner you know just keep it very 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 simple always and don't ever start adding more colors into your palette I mean that that's a sure way to start learning more so yeah yeah. if you're questioning Anything. If you're ever like, huh, I wonder what would happen if I mixed this and this color together. Yeah, don't do it. Keep the fear. Be afraid. Be afraid you'll make something bad, so don't ever try it. That way you can stay a beginner. Never try something that might be scary or you're not sure what would happen. No experimenting. And, you know, when people say things that are silly, like value does all the work, but color gets all the credit, just scoff at it. The next tip we've got, number six, don't sketch or draw daily or often. Mm -mm. At all, um, right. don't don't get in a habit into a habit of, of sketching and drawing because that's going to make you progress. The best thing that you can do is never draw, never get good at really drawing until you decide to do a full project, and then ideally get frustrated and angry that mm-hmm. your drawing mm-hmm. skills aren't progressing. That's right. going to be the best one of the best ways to keep yourself, you know, back at that beginner stage. 
Yeah, or just have a lot of fear and dread built up about even getting to the drawing desk, you know, and just never go over there and do it. That yeah, and thing. if there's a chance you're thinking, okay, I want to draw a specific type of bird, but you're not, you've never drawn that bird before, so you might mess it up, then don't bother. Just don't, just don't yeah, try. Don't even do it. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't exactly. try it. That'll that'll keep you a beginner really nicely. Yeah, absolutely. That's great advice. Okay, and lastly, this one, Lisa. Maybe we should have made this one first, but here's the thing. Don't do anything that you originate. Don't do anything that comes from your head. Don't take any photos yourself. Stick with books, with lessons, with tutorials, and make sure that they're always for beginners. It always gives you the line art. It always tells you exactly which colors to choose. It tells you in the order in which you're going to lay down all of these colors. Don't don't even follow people who try to make you think for yourself. That is ridiculous. Um, if you want to stay a beginner, just stick with books that are for beginners. Just spoon feed you every little thing, you know, and just tell you what comes first, second, third, and last, that kind of thing. So well, that's and really, a good I think this is going to save you some money. So let's say you go out and you yeah. buy a book that's set up for beginners and you stick to books for beginners. That book will always be relevant to you because you'll mm-hmm. never progress past it. I mean, this right. is really not only oh, yeah, going to save, save you the risk of improving, it saves you money. You don't yeah. have to buy more advanced books. Mm, well said. That That's really good, too. The risk of improving that. I love that. Yeah. Just stay a beginner. And if you follow some of these tips, I mean, this will 100 percent. This will work for you. So. All right. So obviously we were being tongue in cheek. So let's get a little serious now. And I kind of flip this around on its head just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with number one. We talked about, yeah, pe- yeah. you know, don't switch mediums, especially when it gets difficult. No, it is okay to switch mediums. You know, oh, I absolutely. work in multiple mediums, right. but you do, don't just constantly switch because one gets difficult. Learn, at least get one that you're comfortable with. That can be graphite. That can be whatever. whatever get to where is, you, yeah. uh, you're, you know, you're, you're comfortable with that and then move on to another and then on to another. And it, mm-hmm. as you progressively add mediums to, I guess, your, your tool, tool chest, you, it will become easier. It's not like, okay, I spent two years really getting the the hang of colored pencil. When you add your next medium, let's say it's watercolor, it's not going to take you two years to get to that same level you were with colored pencil because what you learned in one will transfer over to the other as long as you became fairly competent in the first one. Right, and that's That's what I was going to say. That's that's the best part about it right there is because you need to build your confidence and you need to become, you know, very masterful at one. And I don't mean just the best artist ever at that one, but you need to be extremely comfortable and confident in your ability to create the art that you're trying to create, that it's coming out the way that you want it to. And that's that's really the only way to uh, be comfortable and confident is to keep studying at least that one uh, type of medium and I think graphite and or charcoal or something like that but graphite's a really good one to start with now just so you you know I have met a few students and you may be one of these I have met a few where I let them change or not let them I mean they can do whatever they want but I would you know <laughs> encourage the them go ahead off. and change go ahead and try you know yeah. rotate between three mediums because they would just get too bored if they kept doing the same medium if they had to wait till they mastered the one they got bored with art and didn't want to do it so I do think you need to know what kind of person you are so you might be more comfortable rotating between maybe watercolor pencils wax and oil based pencils and graphite you know figure out what kind of an artist you are because there are and it wasn't often usually artists that I worked with did better if they stuck with one for a, for at least a few months and really you mm-hmm. know got the hang of that but there I did work with a few that w- definitely 
they stuck with art longer if they rotated mediums. No, so I could see that. There and is an exception to that, yeah. but it is not that not nearly as common as those who did better if they stuck with one for just a bit. Some of the younger people I've had in class are kind of that way. They're like, oh, I'm getting yeah. tired of this. Like, yeah, no, and I'd need rather to someone stay with art. So yeah, exactly. let's, yeah, let's do what works for you. So you do have to figure out what kind of, you know, what your personality is. What's going to really stick? What what will keep you stick to stick? Wow, grammar is amazing for me today. What will keep you drawing and painting? <laughs> Next, we talked about never finishing a project, maybe only doing one or two a year. So the flip side of that one would be, you know, have some goals. Goals are good for artists. Go ahead. Goals are good for anybody and in any type of thing that you're doing. And art is no exception. So if you have something like, okay, in this month, I'm going to complete, you know, start easy. If it's difficult to complete one a month, say I'm going to complete one. Maybe the next month you're going to complete two. Whatever it is, have some goals and try to stick with that or at least push yourself. And you're not going to push yourself if you don't have some type of target that you're aiming at. And the other part of that one was finish what you start. Mm -hmm. Don't just get a quarter of the way through, decide it's difficult, and start a new project or decide you messed something up. Figure out how to fix those mistakes, first of all, because that is one of the most valuable lessons you can learn as an artist. Figure out how to make mistakes because when you get to where you're taking commissions or you're doing something that's a serious project, inevitably something's going to go wrong. Figure out how to make fix those mistakes earlier on and finish everything. Yeah, and deadlines are good because it does push you out of your comfort zone and it, it sometimes it makes you uh, just become more inventive and you start figuring out ways of accomplishing things that don't take as long as you thought that it should. You know, no, I have to do this uh, with these 100 pencils right here. You know, maybe there's a faster way of getting something accomplished that you didn't think of um, prior to that. Number three on our list was don't push yourself with new subject matters. And here's the problem. If you keep drawing the same thing. So let's say you only draw like you want to do pet portraits, but you only ever draw basset hounds. You're not learning different coat textures. You're not learning different like how to create a three-dimensional look for a different breed. I mean, what how you're going to do a basset hounds going with a longer nose is very different than a pug with a shorter nose, but still needing to know how to do them with a three-dimension. Now, I'm not saying you can't just only draw dogs. There are artists who only want to draw birds or only want to draw dogs, and that's fine. But different dogs, different birds, or let's say you like florals, different flowers, learn the different textures. You're not going to learn different textures, how to shade different shapes, where it curves, getting that three dimension. If you're not pushing yourself and doing things you've not yet done, you want to get variety in there. Right. I mean, the same thing with like people portraits. I mean, you could always do this classical lighting or always do flash photography. Ooh, stay away from flash photography. But I mean, you could do something that is always the same, you know, and Mm -hmm. it never looks any different. So yeah, you're really not pushing yourself if you do that. Okay, so the next one on our list was never ask for any help. You know, just go it alone, be the Lone Ranger, and don't ever read or study anyone else's work, do anything like that. Um, So the flip side, obviously, is to once in a while, it's not bad to ask for help or to ask for a second set of eyes, especially if you see something off in your piece and you can't figure out what it is. It's not wrong to go and ask some a trusted friend or confidant, someone who you respect to say, you know, what do you see wrong with this? Or, you know, can you take a look at this and what, what do you see here? That kind of thing. Or give you an honest critique of what you're doing. Or 
obviously, to look at what other artists are doing, see what else is going on, but look in other directions as well. Don't just look in, you know, uh, I wouldn't say go look at fiber art, but look at photography as, uh, for sure. Things like that. Look at some other things outside of the medium that you work in. And it just, it gives you some inspiration. Sometimes it pushes you past some kind of barrier. Uh, and often these are just mental barriers that we have for ourselves. And I think a lot of artists are afraid, especially new artists, are afraid to be influenced. They're afraid to copy another artist's style. They want it to be their own and they want it to be unique. The main re- way that your work is going to become unique is being influenced by multiple sources. Many, many different artists. Having that influence coming from all over the place is going to mold you into a unique artist. Don't be afraid to watch tutorials, you know, if it's YouTube or read books or, you know, get that outside advice. Watch how somebody else ac- approaches something because even though you're probably not going to do it exactly like them, it can give you ideas that are super unique to you and help you to create something that that's very original. The, the, this idea of going to school or watching somebody else's work that that's going to influence your own, being influenced is a good thing because you'll come up with so many more original ideas that way, which sounds kind of, you know, contradictive, but it's true. The it thing is, is to be influenced by multiple sources, not just one. Yeah, because it opens a floodgate on your creativity for one. And the only way to develop your own style anyway is to produce a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be more inspired to do that if you have more influences. All right, so next, I mean, we talked about skipping the fundamentals and don't, you know, don't learn the primary things first. Just go to the very end, you know, jump right to the end and uh, start, you know, pushing Uh, everything in areas that you're not even you don't even understand at all one of the things that i would say then with this is i see this a lot and i'm i'm sure you do as well and you maybe you're someone listening today where you've done this and then you're like whoa i i drew this person and all the anatomy was off but boy i did a wonderful job on shading that upper lip (laughs) you know that kind of thing and we've all seen that too um but you don't see it in your own work early on if you're a beginner if you've skipped, if you've just skipped over the fundamentals, and so this this is the reason why I say it is very important to at least learn the rules of light, learn how values work, um, you know. And one of the easiest things to do with this, this is the thing that I always uh, challenge my new beginning artists in class to do, and uh, we're doing that right now in face value, the portrait course that uh, I launched, is that this is an easy thing, and it, and it sounds so primary and and so simple, but people don't do it, is if you have if you have a sphere, keep everything in the light within the value range. If you do a value scale of 1 to 10, keep it within the value range of a 1 to 5, where 1 is the white of the paper. 5 is darker than a 4, obviously, and it is 5 value places darker than a 1. And then keep everything in shadow from a 6 to a 10, and don't ever let those cross. And if you do that, it just keeps it simple, and it's something that then is just in the background of your mind whenever you're creating any other artwork. Once you start developing past that point where you do understand values very well, then you're never going to be one of those people that puts a 2 or a 3 over in a reflected light area in a shadow. You know, It, it just looks so odd and weird when we see that. Now, I'm not talking about style choices, and I'm not talking about, you know, these uh, non-realistic type of renderings. 
I'm talking about realism, and I'm talking about someone who wants to make something look photorealistic. That's what I'm talking about. And so if you're wanting to develop and to grow in that area and create things that look realistic or what people would often look at your work and say that looks correct, that kind of thing, quote unquote, then that's what you want to do. You want to keep those values very, very straight. And so you can't learn to paint and you can't learn to use color, in other words, before you learn value. Number six on our list was don't sketch or draw daily or frequently, you know, just don't do it often and expect to become good. And one of my friends is such a good example of this. He just started taking, he sews, and he's just started taking fashion design classes. And he has to learn how to draw the models and to draw the fabric and to draw, mm-hmm. you know, create that look. And when he first started, oh, he was terrible. And he was the first to tell you, absolutely terrible. Within a month, the change in this guy, I mean, I, I can't believe, I would never guess it was the same artist. How cool? he would draw his feet, I his hands, that. everything. Oh, it was incredible. I love And that. even now, it's been a few months you would never recognize this as the person who started off but he drew that's awesome constantly i know because he was texting me all the time like here's my next one what do you think about this one and he'd give him advice fix this oh completely he was so excited about it and he was excited to have criticism my husband's also an artist he actually works with my husband and so my husband would be like okay fix this or fix that and he would do it and then redraw it and when he would get that advice it wasn't just like okay i've got your advice he took that advice and did it over again and implemented that advice that, but you he know what drew we should have had that on here huh? we should have had that on this list implementation listening to a critique or listening to advice and even if it's delivered poorly taking the good with the bad Ta- taking you know what someone does say and then implementing that that's one way to really progress yeah you well. combine that with the frequency i mean the amount mm-hmm. of drawings he showed me his sketchbook and i mean so many drawings and i mean the the change was huge but he drew constantly for i mean and it was quick though that's what got me i actually he was one of the only people i think i've seen improve as fast as he did but i think it was because he non-stop was drawing that's really cool. I, I really do love that because it. I just remember myself, you know, coming back to art again. I know people probably feel like I'm a broken record because I am. And I always <laughs> talk about that. But it was just so incredible to me to see how awful I was and then how much I was improving uh-huh. <laughs> as I was, you know, practicing and just doing it. Yeah. Often, you, so. And you're not going to improve. I, I do want to no. put this out here, too. I've known of a lot of people who want to improve just by reading books and just by watching videos without practicing. Yeah. If you're not doing it yourself, if you're not getting to that easel or your drawing board or sketch pad or how, wherever you like to work, if you're not doing it, you're not going to improve. You can know mm-hmm. the logistics behind everything. But in practice, if you're not practicing, you're not going to improve. So get... Get those pencils out. Draw. All right. And then lastly, I mean, we talked about not sticking with books uh, that are for – or we talked about sticking with books that are for beginners. It's so hard to talk about that in the, in the, uh, the <laughs> negative like that. But, yeah, so the flip side, obviously – um, go past that, you know, read some books that are just laborious at times or some books or watch some tutorials or take a course or something that will push you and will actually uh, get you outside of your comfort zone and learn some things that maybe you hadn't thought of before. That is a good way to progress yeah. and to actually learn. 
Yeah, that's one thing that I'd see happen a lot with students. They'll start with, they'll bring in these beginner books that they wanted to work from and, you know, have me help them along the way. Mm. And they draw, let's say, okay, they painted a balloon out of the beginner book. Or let's say Bob Ross. Bob Ross is a great one for getting started. Just don't stay there. He is wonderful to get you started. Don't stay there. But, you know, we'd have a student come in, draw a balloon, and the balloon would look like a balloon because, I mean, that's about as basic as you're going to get. Right. But they never, they were too afraid. They're like, okay, I'm still a beginner because I can't do something more advanced. And I'd be like, okay, well, here's a bird. Let's draw the bird. Oh, no, I can't do that. Let's draw another balloon or a ball or, you know, something. Again, staying with that super basic. Go Those things that look hard. So, yeah, you jump and you you draw the bird. It's not going to look as much like your reference photo as the balloon did. But that's what's going to get you to the point where you are drawing the bird realistically. Yes, it's going to feel like you took many steps backwards. And I think that's where a lot of people get hung up. They try the more advanced things. It doesn't look as much like the advanced finished painting as their beginner one did to the beginning finished painting. You you aren't going to get to that point if you don't step out, if you don't go ahead and cross that line, make some ugly paintings. Yes, that's going to happen when you're going into the more advanced things. But that's also what's going to get you to make that that amazing thing and not just painting and drawing balloons or balls. Awesome. Yeah, no, I think this is fun. And maybe you're sitting over there and you're thinking about something that would also help. And you can always reach out to us by email, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And just one other thing I wanted to just mention in closing that just kind of piggyback off of what, Lisa, you just said. But yeah, the thing, thing about it is when I came back to art, I felt like I was a talented artist um, even coming back to art. And then when I started drawing, um, I, it was pretty obvious that I, that I wasn't, um, that I had a lot of things to learn, you know. And I think that a lot of people, you know, you, you may find yourself in that same position where you feel like, no, I've always been good at drawing. I can recognize shape and value pretty easily or better than, you know, somebody, you know, the next person. But the problem is sometimes what you have to do is you have to be comfortable with going backwards just a little bit or feel like that you're unlearning things in order to relearn something or to learn it so that you can progress and uh, go even further than where you are right now. So I hope that this was encouraging, and I hope you got our tongue-in-cheek joke at the beginning there. (laughs) And if you like the show, consider giving us a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. And this is a weekly show, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.